All right. Hi, everybody. We are now live and welcome to Conversations on Care, our Facebook live show, bringing together our service providers, our clients and caregivers. And our goal is to really help families better understand and cope with aging parents with chronic care needs. My name is Julie Collada, and I'm the founder of Open Arms Solutions, a senior care agency serving the Chicagoland area and specializing in inspired holistic dementia care. It is our mission to help you through the journey and to know that your loved one is living their best life possible. If you find these dialogues helpful, please do give us a like and a share so that we can reach more people with this important information. If you have questions or topics you'd like to learn more about, please do write them on the comments below and we'll be sure to get them into our, into our show. So today our topic is techniques for the showering dilemma. And with me are two special guests. Uh, one is our very own Scott Tolan, who has been on this program several times before. Uh, he's our Embrace Memory Care at Home director. Uh, and Shadora Fox, one of our amazing caregivers. Um, so Scott, can you just, well, just tell the viewers just a little bit about your background and what, what inspired you to and how we were fortunate enough to find you and uh, your role that you play at Open Arms right now. Sure, absolutely, Julie. Thank you. Um, yeah, I've worked in the aging field for a number of years, various capacities, but my passion has always been in working with people with dementia and, and their families and loved ones. Um, in the past, I've held different positions uh, in the, the senior living long-term care side as a memory care coordinator, director, uh, whatever title you want to use, really running dementia units and providing daily care to those residents. Um, as, as I've said, I mean, I've had other positions, but my focus has always been on dementia. And uh, about a year and a half ago, this particular position came up and uh, was very excited at the opportunity, uh, a, a position that combines really training uh, work with families and, and obviously people with dementia um, and also just uh, doing presentations out in the community, even things like this. Um, so it's been a real great opportunity for me to use the skills that I have. Oh, thanks, Scott. Sure. It's great to have you part of our, our team. Thank you. And now I am incredibly happy to uh, also introduce Shadora Fox, who is one of our amazing caregivers. And um, we, uh, when we were thinking about this segment uh, on having this conversation about, you know, the challenges that go along with bathing dementia, our dementia clients, um, your name, Shadora, came shining through as someone who is amazing with our clients and especially some of our clients, you know, that have dementia and just need that extra special level of compassion and, and patience and um, skill 
you know, to make their life better. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Shadora, uh, about your background as a caregiver, what inspired you to become a caregiver? Well, thank you, Julie. Um, I've been a caregiver for many years. I um, enjoy working you know, with the senior population. Um, I've always had a passion for helping people to my best ability and to live their best life. Um, how I um, got inspired was um, I was taking care of my mother for many years and also my little brother who has autism. And um, and it was just very rewarding um, just be able to take care of someone, you know, who is just having like, you know, a difficult time and still bring joy into their life. And how I found out about open arms um, is because um, I have a family member that that works here. And Brittany, yes. Yes. And she told me about the position and I just took the opportunity to to move forward with the position and to be able to apply my skills. And I'm just so, you know, blessed to be here and to be working with um, an incredible team. Thank you, Shador. We really appreciate that. And thank you, Brittany, <laughs> for, uh, for, spe for spreading the word. Um, so what I'm going to do is uh, our, our topic today is um, techniques for, for the showering dilemma. Scott, can you kick it off and just kind yeah. of describe, you know, and, and by the way, you know, Scott's experience working and heading memory care units at various uh, communities um, right. has a lot of experience with this, Scott. So can you kick us, kick us off in general yeah. with some of the general challenges that you see and Absolutely. Um, so I think it's important to start out in this discussion because it is a big issue. Um, you know, families who don't necessarily have caregivers working with them um, and are in situations where they kind of feel out on their own can can really run into problems here, both uh, for themselves and their loved one with dementia. So I think it was important to just to kind of highlight uh, at least a couple of the reasons to start with. Um, why showering can be such an issue for someone with dementia? You know, why does it turn into a struggle at times? And there's there's a myriad of reasons we could list, um, but a couple of them do uh, re relate, I think, directly to the disease. Um, one of those is even something as simple as um, when people are in a shower situation, uh, oftentimes, of course, the, the water is getting into their face and their eyes. And unfortunately, something like that just kind of heightens uh, the anxiety that people with dementia may already feel. So I think we're gonna, we're gonna talk a little bit later about ways of addressing that, but even something like that can really set off a person with dementia. It just creates uh, a really uh, scary, potentially scary environment for them. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. The other thing is is a very natural one, and yet it's it's again heightened by people with dementia, and it's it's the very simple fact that um, in most cases individuals have to get naked in front of uh, strangers, and so we take a situation where somebody uh, may have, for example, a, a caregiver, or they may even have a family member that they don't really recognize in a way that 
that you would expect them to. And so for them, here's this person that they don't really have a, a necessary context for, trying to, to do things with them in a shower situation that can be incredibly intimidating. Um, I mean, I think most of us who might need help at some point with that process um, are, are a little bit uh, apprehensive about that. But imagine someone with dementia that just, again, becomes a real heightened experience. And finally, the other one I would mention up front, um, which I think is a really uh, underrepresented issue with people with dementia, and that's undiagnosed pain. Mm. Um, I think we run into a lot of situations, uh, not only in, in showering or bathing, but in other contexts where um, if there's undiagnosed pain, you're, you as a provider, as a caregiver, whether it's a loved one or a professional caregiver, you're going to know that because the person with dementia is going to let you know that. And that really does pose an additional challenge for, for doing something like uh, showering or bathing. Yeah. And, you know, you bring up, it's just such an important point. Uh, and the challenge is that, and you're right, Scott, undiagnosed um, pain is such an issue with people with dementia. And, and yeah. partially because they can't communicate the way we can. Exactly. Julie. If something hurts and someone lifts my arm and it's sore. Right. Um, I'm going to say, oh, ow. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't. Right. Please don't Please do don't that. Please don't do that, right. That hurts. Exactly, yeah, right. And, and people with dementia at various stages have uh, increasingly difficulty in their communication. You know, Correct. Their, their words start to lose. They lose their Correct. words Correct. As, the, as the disease disease advances. And so instead, and Shadora, I'm guessing you've had experience with this. Um, instead, you know, there's this term that we talk about in in the industry is that you'll see behaviors and I don't really, you know, I don't love that word. No. Right. That's a word that's thrown out. What, what, what it, what it often means is, you know, someone acting out in a certain way. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it's their way of communicating. They don't have words. Right. Absolutely. But it's their way of communicating communicating. Shador, have you had experience when you've showered someone who has dementia and they've had, you know, a negative reaction to it? And what does that look like? Yes. Um, I've had those experiences and uh, where, you know, they, you know, I don't like to use this word as well, like having behaviors and things like that. But, um, you know, I've had, you know, someone, you know, that maybe hit me or use verbal aggression. Um, so what I've done, I just gave them space, you know, and gave them time, you know, and and then I'll come back to them like a few minutes later and, you know, we'll just talk about it and then we'll move forward. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it is um, very hard on them. And so yeah. you have to be very understanding. You have to be very patient. Exactly. And never, ever take it personal because it's not you. It's just, you know, it's just because maybe how they're feeling, you know. Um, and it's difficult to have someone to come into your home and to, um, you know, be in your intimate life and things like that. It's very hard. So you have to just yeah. be patient with them. Yeah, that's... That's so important. And Shadora, you were telling me about one particular client, as I recall, who you worked with. And yeah. 
and and a kind of a process that you use. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, um, I was working with a client and, um, you know, she was already having anxiety. Um, she was, you know, afraid. And so what I did was I just, you know, had like a conversation just as far as like getting to know her a little bit better. And then also, um, you know, share things about myself, try to make that connection, just let her know, like, hey, I understand um, how you feel and what you're going through. Um, I'm here to support you and to help you. But, you know, we can, you know, you can take your time. So however many time, many, how much time you need, you know, I'm here. Um, and so what we did was um, for us to start to do a shower, um, I just started off like maybe just like with her face. Um, she, you know, I just took a washcloth and maybe just, you know, hey, you know, I'm going to get the washcloth and, you know, I'm going to, you know, warm it up for you. And then I'll yeah. let her test out the, the temperature right? like that. And um, and then, you know, it was just basically just giving her steps, just walking her through the steps so she'll know what to look forward to. I didn't yeah. want to blindside her or anything like that. And then, you know, we went forward and we start wash, you know, giving her a spot bath. And, you yeah. know, at the end of the day, it was successful. It was yeah. great. That's a great, that's a great way to describe it. And I strongly encourage caregivers when I work with them, it's really important to talk through steps, regardless of what you're doing. Obviously today we're talking about showering and bathing, but that could be true of any kind of care that you're providing to someone with dementia. Okay, now I'm going to put your shirt on. Now we're going to button your shirt. And, and so your ability to kind of deconstruct that and do it step by step by step is really, really good really helpful. It, that's a, it's a great uh, suggestion and yeah. great advice. Yeah. Um, Thank you. And I would suspect that when you do it, I could tell even when I was listening to you, you do it in a very calm, right. reassuring voice. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, as a professional caregiver, I know, you know, I'm sure, you know, a lot of the clients as, as, dementia progresses, they lose their understanding of words. But, you know, so interesting, and I know Scott knows this so well with your communications major, is that in a, in a communicated message to someone, seven the words are only 7% of, of how someone interprets a message. So the other part is your body language, smiling, right. eyes, and right. the, other, the other is your tonality, right? Right. So as I was le listening to you, you cue, we call it cue, and that's just a word, another way of saying we tell someone what we're going to do before we do it. Right. Which is exactly what you say. And, and I think also equally important is your patience, your caring, and that all comes out in your tonality, which no doubt in my mind will, and I'm sure Scott um, agrees, that yeah. alone will calm people and make people feel more comfortable, right? As a right. caregiver, if we're nervous, it absolutely, that transcends and um, the person with dementia will pick up on that. So really yeah. well done. Um, Julie, before we proceed, I noticed we do have a viewer question. It might be yes. a good idea just to go ahead and address that now. And we certainly yeah. want to get insights from Shadora on this. Yeah, for okay. sure. So the question um, is, the question is, is it better to have a set bathing schedule or take it one day at a time? 
Um, Shador, I'll start out with you. Do you have any experiences with this? Do you want to, uh, you know, I think this might be a good opportunity. You were telling me a great uh, story about a client where you used a calendar. Um, maybe you could talk a little bit more about that in the context of this question. Sure. Um, so um, to use the, uh, to answer the viewer's question, I will suggest maybe just take it one day at a time. Um, from my experience, I've used the calendar um, and I had a conversation with the client like the day before just to give them a reminder, say, hey, you know, today, you know, tomorrow's going to be your uh bathing day um and so it's gonna you know so you can feel nice and clean things like that um and then the next day when i came into their home um i got the calendar and i showed them like you know hey today is your bathing day do you feel like taking you know a bath and um from my experience nine out of ten they'll say yes um and that was very helpful um and some and there were some days that they did want to take, you know, take a bath and that yeah. was OK, you know, yeah. um, you know, so you could try again the next day and just, yeah. you know, move forward. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, we, we definitely don't want to put a caregiver or a loved one in an unsafe situation. Absolutely. And one of the yeah, one of the points we did want to address today and now is as good a time as any to talk about it is. You know, if you sense, if you're bathing someone with dementia and you sense they're getting aggressive, you just, you really just need to stop and mm -hmm. determine, you know, is it going to be better in five minutes? Is this something where we just need to stop the process entirely? And as you say, Shadora, come back to it later in the day or the next day. Um, I mean, there's no overall mandate that says a person has to be showered X days a week or, you know, for so long. We obviously are concerned about hygiene and keeping individuals well-groomed, but there are a lot of options for that. And maybe at the end here, we'll have a little bit more time to talk about that. The one um, other thing that I do wanna stress though, because I do think this is important as far as timing is concerned, my experience tells me that um, people are either morning showers or afternoon showers, so to speak. And it's really important to always be cognizant about whether this person's history has found them showering in the morning or afternoon, because that, along with some other uh, issues of dementia, can really make a big difference. So it's important for our caregivers, I think, and, and just for loved ones in general to know the history behind the person's bathing and what they prefer most. So. Yeah, that's a great point, Scott. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, you know, I've heard different things over the years too, um, but I want to want to ask this question and have you both chime in on this. <clears throat> uh, suggestions about how do you enhance the bathing experience? Yeah, really good. Yeah, um, what's the <clears throat> what what can we do to make it a better experience for them? Yeah. So, so I'll start out, Julie, just by giving a few of the things that I talk about in our dementia orientation training that we do with all of our new caregivers. Um, we actually have a, a short little YouTube clip, which I think really works well, and it kind of goes through some of these options. And for loved ones, um, you know, those kinds of clips are certainly accessible out on, um, on the internet. So if you're interested after this session and following up, you can certainly give me a call, but they're they're also available out there, but what are we talking about? 
So it, in my experience, it's things such as aromatherapy, you know, maybe creating positive smells in the bathroom as far as lavender or something along those lines. I mean, that can really be important to people. Um, I think Shadora mentioned this a little bit earlier, but obviously some things like temperature, water temperature, very important. Um, I've had any number of dementia individuals react because the water was just too cold and it turned them off. So making sure, and then we do have to, of course, be concerned about the water being too hot because we don't want to expose them to burns or anything. So that can be a big issue. Um, you know, even things like playing music in the, uh, in the bathroom can be a great way of calming an individual. Um, and it's really about how you approach it in general that, that can be uh, the, a big factor. Yeah, so, Shadora, do, do you have any thoughts oh. about that? Yeah. Yes. Um, all of the points that you made, Scott, is great. Um, what I used, like in my experience, was, uh, you know, like you mentioned, um, you know, just the water temp. Um, there's been times I've maybe take of like a warm towel and just put over their forehead. And then it, I gave them more of like a spa experience, you know, and then I'll massage their hand and then we'll talk about all the good things, you know, um, just like if they, you know, if they like flowers, I ask them like, Hey, do you like flowers or what's your favorite color? You know, we'll just have that conversation. They won't even really think about like, um, being so uneasy or right. um, uncomfortable or things like that. Um, so I just gave them more of like that spa treatment just to make them feel good. And, you know, gave, you know, just so they can stay calm and things like that. And um, you can read a person's um, body language very well, um, yes. depending on how they react to it and things like that. And it was just a wonderful experience. You know, um, there's times I even did like meditation. You know, we'll count to 10, you know, things like that. And they loved it. It just made them right. feel so good and so calm. Yeah. That's yeah. when they, you know, they build a, you know, a relationship with you. They connect with you. And, right. Um, and Those are all so good ideas. ideas. Those are yeah. all really good yeah. ideas. Yeah. You know, as I've, I've uh, through the years, I've heard different experiences from different caregivers and, I remember one particular client and caregiver where bathing was just, they had dementia and it was a battle every time. Yeah. And one of the things that this, and it's, you have to get creative and you have to try different things, right? Right. And right. Um, this particular caregiver discovered that the word bath set this woman off. And so she, you know, as she tried to, and we tried to uh, help her figure out, well, what could we do differently? Because the caregiver tried so many good things, as you were describing. And, you know, it was still very tough to have a positive experience for this, for this client. And so ultimately, um, and I think what happened is, is that someone on the team, and this is years ago, and I don't remember actually who it was. It might have been Katrina, one of our care coordinators. I don't remember. But they watched some training, and one of the suggestions was that, you know, try, you have to be a detective sometimes. Absolutely. Because people with dementia can't really communicate the way we can, again, what's bothering them or what their concern is. Right. Um, and so 
the, you know, the, one of the things that was tried is just to call it a spa day. Yep. It, it is no longer a bath. And that worked just beautifully. It was that yeah. and, and all the things that both of you are talking about. Right. You know, um, there was uh, some kind of, you know, beautiful calming incense scents. And uh, the other thing that was tried was a, um, just to make sure she wasn't cold. And, and this particular client was always saying she's cold, which is very common with older people because their circulation is different than ours. So um, they tried a portable heater to heat up the room more. And, and, and as you both said, make it much more of a spa uh, experience and, and, and that worked beautifully. Yeah. Um, and it's sure. just an amazingly rewarding feeling. And I, heard you say it and I could tell Shadora as you described it, it is so gratifying to be able to um, reach that person and make that experience that could be a really tough experience, a really pleasurable experience for them. Right. And that takes a great deal of um, skill. Yeah. Patience absolutely. and compassion. Yeah. So yeah. that's really all good stuff. There's another hey, viewer question. Okay. Um, what happens if a caregiver is dealing with a larger person? Well, open arms provide another person to assist at bath time. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Julie, as far as your perspective? Yeah, it's, um, and it's a great question. It's an important question. It depends where that individual is. If they're in one of the communities that we support where we have other caregivers nearby, yeah. um, that is absolutely a possibility. a possibility. Right. I think the thing that um, is important there is that when we do, when we meet, when we start care for a family, we do an assessment. We find out what their needs are. And in this scenario, we would need to write that into what we call the care plan. And at bath time, we need to have someone else available. Um, and so there's always a way to do it. We just have to figure out what the scenario is. Um, right. If it's a larger person and to be safe, there needs to be someone else involved. Yeah. Then we'll figure out how to do that. That, right. has, to, that has to be identified uh, and probably will be identified when we start here. Right. Hey, Julie, we don't have much time left. There's a point I would like us to make that I think is really, really important for the audience to hear um, because I think it's it's not always communicated very effectively sometimes. And that is, um, you know, we've been talking a lot about specifically the showering experience. And of course, that was part of the title we had today. And that is a main focus. But I think we also want to acknowledge that um, there's nothing written in stone, so to speak, that says your loved one or someone with dementia has to be showered. I think that's the challenge and the pitfall sometimes that we run into is that we try and force that on people um, when there are other options. So what are our other options? Um, there are such things as bed baths, which can be very effective in keeping someone clean and um, hygienically uh, clean and, uh, you know, can address a lot of those issues that showering would would tackle. Um, 
you know, there are things that we refer to, I think, Shador, you may have even used the term spot bass, where you just, um, you know, touch up certain parts of the person's body that, that are necessary to keep clean or especially right. necessary. Mm -hmm. So I, I just wanted to make sure we made that point before we ended today. Shadora, do you have any final thoughts about that particular issue or anything else you'd like to share? Um, yes, I would just like to share, you know, it's, it's all about patience and just understanding okay. of the person. And, um, and I, I can't stress this enough. It's just, you know, um, don't take it personal. You know, and it's not you. Right, exactly. <laughs> How they're feeling, and that's okay. Yeah. And so, um, at the end of the day, is it's very rewarding. It's rewarding. Thank it you, Shadora. And I, I think I wanted to add something too before, uh, before we ended. You know, for family members that are are viewing, I, I personally went through this with my mom. I went through this week. My family went through this with my mother-in-law. Um, you know, it it's very difficult. I really urge people to go through education, try to understand what's going on in someone's brain and how it's right. changing and why they might be reacting the way they are. I know Scott's going to be putting into some family education shortly. I'm very, right. very uh, emphatic and passionate about that idea because, you know, you see family members that they're just, they get frustrated with their loved one because they don't understand the disease. And if they understood the disease and understood how the brain is physically changing and why their loved one, you know, might be reacting the way they are, I think it makes it a much um, easier experience for that family. So I'm just really want to promote people seeking education any way you can, understanding what's happening right. to the loved one, um, I think that will just make a much uh, better experience for the whole family. Right. And I would encourage anyone out there in those uh, in that context, please feel free to reach out to me at Open Arms. I'd be happy. I deal with a lot of individual family questions. Um, so if you have a question about anything we've talked about today or related topics, feel free to give me a call and we can talk through the issue. That's great, Scott. Thank you. Well, I think yep. we're out of time. I think we're pretty close. So. We're pretty close to be out of time. And um, <laughs> Shadora, it has been a pleasure to have you as a guest. Thank you yeah, so absolutely. much. Thank you. And sure. um, I think that, uh, you know, we're incredibly proud to have you part of our team. So. Yes. Thank, Thank you so much. All right. All right. Have Take good, good care, day, everyone. Take, Take care. care. Bye now. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. -bye. Bye.